U.S. Capitol building has been the target of a bomb it's attack. It's a scene of total chaos as tens of thousands flee Hurricane Letitia. A historic day as leaders of opposing factions in the second U.S. Civil War emerge from the new Gaia Sanctuary with a tentative peace treaty to end the conflict. God has spoken. We have inherited the Earth and must assume our rightful stewardship to ensure that the Eden of Earth does not become hell on Earth. Reports from around the country suggest only limited violence at the polls. Has American democracy been restored? We declare the great state of Texas free and independent from the United States of America. Welcome to the 2041 Project, The Future Now, a podcast that slows down, looks around, and asks, how did we get here? I'm Nadej Moon. The 2041 Project is a podcast of the Green New World Broadcasting Collective, In accordance with the Digital Media Authenticity Act of 2038, this podcast is being recorded on March 23rd, 2041, and the provenance token is... Nia Kim is a senior at SUNY Oneonta. She was the first to walk into the gym today. She's beaming from ear to ear after hearing her name and assignment announced. Have you gotten your assignment yet? Geoengineers. I'm on the maintenance for the East Seawall. Well, by the sound of your voice, I'll say congratulations. Geoengineers was your first choice? Yes! I mean, I'm just finishing a hydrology degree, so I kind of knew that's where I'd be placed, but I didn't know, you know? Absolutely. What made you want to study hydrology in the first place? Well, my dad was in high school when the flooding really got bad in Queens. The RRA saved them and got them set up upstate. I thought then I wanted to do refugee resettlement for a while, but I kept thinking about the water that took their homes and I thought that hydrology would be a way to make sure that there wouldn't have to be refugees anymore. Your dad must be so proud of you. Actually, a couple of nights ago when I was on the phone with him, he told me how proud he is that I'm going to be part of the solution that prevents others from going through what he did. He said he's so proud of his little waterbender. Right after I declared hydro, he got the idea to call me that and he hasn't looked back. It's from that old show, Avatar. It's our favorite thing to watch together. That's amazing. I'm so excited to hear that you're so excited about being a geoengineer. I was actually first class on East Seawall. No way, that must have been amazing to actually build it. What part did you work on? I was stationed just outside of Boston. (laughs) It might sound glam, but my whole job was pretty much exclusively installing tie rods. What was that like? Installing tie rods every day for a year? I mean, yeah, like, well, all of it. Honestly, I loved every second, (laughs) every tie rod. I actually met my two best friends while I was with the geoengineers. I seriously considered applying to stay on in a career track position with them. Uh, My friend Jace did. He got put in maintenance for the West Seawall and he's really loving it. I met so many amazing people that year from around the country and hearing their stories so different from my own night after night around the compost dinner table made me realize I wanted to document all of this. So I became a journo and started this podcast. But anyway, (laughs) enough about me. Do you know where you're going to be yet? No, no, you're totally fine. Your story sounds pretty awesome too. Uh, I don't know the details yet, but it sounds like there was a bunch of shifted riprap down in Jacksonville, North Carolina that needs to be repositioned. So I'll probably be down there. I think you're going to love it. Thanks, I'm really excited. Hey, I think my friend just got her assignment over there. I hope we can chat more later? I'd love to. Thanks, Neve. 
My brother Victor always wanted to be a firefighter. When we were kids, he talked constantly about it. He always used to pretend the house was on fire and he would spray it with the garden hose until our mom noticed and would bug him for wasting water. He must have been over the moon when he got his firefighting job. Are you kidding? When he got that gig up in North Bend, I teased him that he better be careful or he'd catch on fire from beaming so bright. He really was shining though. That's the only way I can describe how damn happy he was. I think if he could've, he would've worn his bunker gear to go grocery shopping. Victor sounds like such a special person. Is he excited that you're joining him to fight the fires as part of the new reforest service? He, Victor, uh, he was killed in the fires out west, so I hope he'd be proud. I I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was watching the news when I got the call that, you know, I was watching the way the fire looked from the news helicopter, with it so small on the screen, it kind of looked like the bonfires we would have in our backyard. It was always Fick's job to put them out. I could picture him there, holding his Pulaski, scraping and chopping and digging, but never able to put it out. I want to reforest for Victor. I think, I think each tree I plant will help keep one little piece of him alive, and when we plant a whole forest, I'll be able to walk through it and be with him. Lily Reese, U.S. Reforest Service. I think I'll get NFA, New Farms Administration. I don't have any real personal story that made me apply for it like a lot of kids here do. I just know a lot about bees. <laughs> My thesis was on hybrid farms that still uses bees in addition to drones, and it's crazy why some people want to do it though. Oh, I've heard a bit about that. Are a lot of farms doing that successfully? Uh, yes and no. There's a lot of resistance from farmers who have lost their entire colonies. The drones take away the uncertainty that comes with working with living things, but the hybrid model usually gives a good balance. That makes sense. What sort of stories of folks helping for new farms stand out as being particularly powerful? Well, I was just talking to this one girl who was born in the middle of the famine. Her family gave pretty much any food they could, could find to her mom so she could feed her, but she still almost didn't make it. She's only like four feet tall, which she said she thinks it's because of being malnourished as a baby. And she says she gets sick all the time, too. How old were you when Carve hit? I was four. I don't remember too much, but thankfully, I lived in a town where a few livestock farms had already made the switch to sustainable protein, so we had enough to eat. What sort of work are you hoping to do with new farms? Uh, I really just like to be an apiarist, a beekeeper. A lot of farmers are considering making a switch, either hybrid or all bee, but they don't have any of the resources anymore. But New Farms is helping to set up anyone in agriculture who wants to make that switch. That's the program I'd like to be a part of. This podcast was made possible by the support of the Green New World Broadcasting Collective. I'd like to thank Neev Kim, Lily Rees, and Amaya Millar for sharing their time and perspective. I'm excited to say that Neev, Lily, and Amaya have agreed to talk with me again in six months to update us on how their placements are going, so stay tuned. 
Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.